Hello, it's the man whose mind makes you feel like you've got a bunch of pebbles in your gullet, Cain Porkchop Daniel. Can you believe it? I'm apologizing for the recording quality of the episode. Or maybe, rather, the lack of it. For some dumb reason, Seb's mic wasn't hooked up right for the first part of it. You can still hear him, and he doesn't hit his stride till the home stretch, anyways. It's no biggie, and besides, I, and to a lesser degree, Mike, are your favorites anyway. Please stick with it, because this is a real good one. So please kick back and enjoy us kicking back and enjoying the 2001 classic Legally Blonde with Shard D'Souza. Hello and welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and discuss a cult or a classic film where one of them has only watched it for the first time. I'm Mike Cairns. As always, I'm joined by Kane Daniel. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Hi, Kane. <laughs> Seb Godfrey. G'day, mate. And our guest, once again, is Shard D'Souza. Welcome back. Thank you. Now, Shard... Uh, you chose the film for us to watch this time, and uh, what film did you choose? I chose Legally Blonde, 2001's Legally Blonde. Finally, Finally. <laughs> Sam's been <laughs> Sam has been waiting. So, um, uh, I think that the first question is, what's your history with this movie? Um, I guess when I was like younger, like my sister really liked it, and so. She would kind of, like, watch it sometimes. Like, I think we had the DVD or something. Um, but then, like, now it's on Netflix and I watch it, like, all the time. Like, maybe, like, every three months or something. Oh, wow. Like, when it came out? Uh, I would have been four. Um, yeah. That makes me feel really old. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I, I think it's just, like, one of those, like, great movies that I could just, like, keep watching. What's what's the core of your love for it? Um, I think it's funny and I think it's kind of smart, but it's never like, um, I don't know, it's never, it's smart, but it's also just not. Like, it's it's such a neutral film. Like, it, it critiques everyone but it also doesn't critique anyone and it's like I guess it's so apolitical and it's so neutral but it's not that doesn't like really inhibit my enjoyment of it which it usually would um like when things don't really have like a viewpoint I get really upset or like annoyed um but this it's kind of like it I feel like it's very like conscious of what it's doing but it's kind of like conscious but doesn't do anything to like make that known if that makes sense what could you can you put your finger on what makes it different if 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 other similarly neutral films like get your goat there are all these characters who are like quite smart but they're kind of like portrayed in kind of like villainous ways but they're still but the the points they hold are still valid so for example um like in the film when she goes to Harvard, um, there's that um, like in her class with her, there's the like um, the lesbian woman who is like a hardcore feminist and like um, there's that one scene where she's like, you can't be in our study group and then Elle's like, 
why not? And then she's like, because you're the kind of girl who would be like really horrible to me and call me slurs behind my back. And it's like simultaneously she's kind of like villainous, but she's also like completely valid because it's probably true because the film itself is so critical of like the of of like Elle and kind of like all her views and values. But then at the same time, it's all her views and values that are like what's important to her character and what allows her to win the big court case at the end. So just like it's like this bizarre combination of like like being so aware of like all the kind of like um, social positions all the characters occupy, but just like not being willing to like do anything with them. Does that make sense? No, it, totally. It doesn't commit to a lot of those things. Yeah, yeah. but in like the best way. Yeah. And yeah, and nobody's made out to be the big like finger arching like uh, villain. You know what I mean? Yeah, like apart from Warner, her ex fiance, um, and like even then he's just such a minor character. Yeah, and yeah. he's and and he's never treated completely unsympathetically. Uh, I mean, I th- I think he kind of is, but it's like he's just so un- unimportant. Like, yeah. in maybe the first third, he's, like, really important because he's, like, pivotal to the plot. But then as soon as he kind of, like, gets the plot going, it's kind of like, okay, bye. Like, your your new fiancé <laughs> is more important. Like, yeah. it's more about her relationship with Vivian than it is about her relationship with Warner, which is what you kind of would assume yeah. is going to happen. And because that's kind of unusual for storytelling point of view as well like now that you mention it it doesn't it doesn't go on exactly the same arc as you'd expect from from and an interpersonal and there's a lot level. of and there's a lot of the yeah, and there's a lot of plot points where you go oh well this is telegraphed from a mile but yeah, then you're like yeah. oh oh that's a little yeah, bit different like the whole time when when she actually befriends vivian vivian comes into it who's meant to be yep. the, the villain right mm. she comes into a room she's you know, like oh she's being nice to her is that what's going to happen? That is so interesting. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Like, oh wow, they're actually just friends. Yeah, and 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 that's so interesting because, like in every other movie, she she there would be something some machination going on. She'd put a mic in her room. She'd like uh, give a dog something that Throw gave her the shits. Window. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Yeah, stuff like that. But uh, go on. Uh, well, yeah, like Vivian's so like it's crazy, like the way her and Elle interact just because, like, she's the kind of character where you just, like, expect some kind of comeuppance. Yeah. But then it's, like, that doesn't happen at all. And, like, it's just, it's fine. Like, they become friends and it's fine. Like, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, huh? it's really good, yeah. Well, well oh. but, but before we get too deep into it, though, I, uh, I just want to ask the same question that we've asked. I mean, we maybe we've tipped our hands a little bit and we don't know each other super well and... Mike and Seb have just met Chad for the first time, but knowing what little you do know about us, um, what would you expect us to think of Legally Blonde? And what would you hope we thought about it? Um, I don't know. I guess maybe... I guess I'd probably expect you to... like. I'd, I'd, honestly, I think most people could watch it and come away being like, that wasn't a bad film. But maybe you hated it. Like I, I really don't know. I guess yeah. Why? Why would you have chosen it? Was it? Was it a choice? Because this would be. Was it like? Is there? Is it a humorous choice for you, or is it like I really love this film? No, I, I just really like it, yep. and I think it's probably the kind of film that a lot of people have never seen and will never see, yeah. just because of the way it looks. Mm. Um, like, yeah. I guess my my history with this 
film is that my sister was just obsessed with it. Like, obsessed. She was probably, I don't know, 15, 16 when it came out. And she had, like, I'd probably walked in the room when we were at home a bunch of times and it was on. So it's it's been in the peripheral, it's been in the background of my um, childhood, but I'd never actually seen it all the way through. But she basically, my sister, just modelled herself on this character so much to a degree that, like, she had, like, a pink car with a number plate Barbie. And it was just, like, this, she wanted to be this person so much. For her 18th birthday, I actually had to take the poster from this film and Photoshop her face onto Reese Witherspoon's <laughs> So, like, that, I have, I have a history with it, but I'd never actually seen it properly. So it was kind of interesting to, to have this history and then, and then watch it. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it... I didn't hate it as much as I was expecting. Maybe because I, I just, you would usually just think that oh, my sister loved this film so much. It's going to be such a bag of shit. But it was, uh, it was kind of just, it was pretty vanilla, yeah. to be honest, in the way that um, there were no minorities. I did come home from watching Black Panther and watch <laughs> Legally Blonde. And I was like, well, there's, a, <laughs> there's, two, there's two very different films. But no, I... I uh, in the first half an hour, I was like, Shard, why do you hate us? And then, uh, um, but then I, uh, yeah, because I just I did not like the first half an hour of the movie. And then I sort of got into it a little bit more. And um, I think um, also those sort of bits of, uh, like when it changed from Selma Blair being just the the obvious, you know, baddie or you know and mm. sort of trying to and and them becoming friends um and and yeah uh, warner becoming like uh, that sequence where she turns up at the party as the the playboy bunny and she just realizes oh this is just a this like this whole thing like this is never going to work like i fucking I, dug how she took that in a stride as yeah, well that was yeah. so cool but 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 I think it was that point where I was like, oh okay, we've got some you know, there's something going on here, and um, and yeah, and and then uh, yeah, there were, I mean, it is it is a little bit all over the place, but it is um, but then you know when Jennifer Coolidge turns up and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Coolidge, oh, the yeah, her yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um the, and the yeah, like. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge in anything is great, and Jennifer she Coolidge. was underused, but she was AKA fucking great. Yeah. But like, or just all the Christopher Guest movies, yeah. and oh, but she uh, has just funny in her bones. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, like she's like, such an amazing character actress. Like, yeah. but she's just and she's just funny. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. And so like, yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, but um, but yeah, Kane, what did you? Um, I watched it back to back with Fight Club. I watched it after Fight Club, and um, I'm watching it like directly after. Fight yeah, Club. It would have gone the other way around. But yeah, you watched it straight after Fight Club. Yeah, and it was such a goddamn relief. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I I really liked the hell out of it, and I guess um, the thing that really made me connect to it in particular was I'm not. Um, I'm not a sports guy at all, but I really like sports movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. the and the particular yeah. thing about sports movies I really like is the triumph over adversity. You know, the the the, the mighty ducks. yeah, the mighty ducks, the the um, 
bad news, bad news bears, major league, uh, Hoosiers, like, you know, uh, nobody, they weren't meant to make it. They're just a bunch of clowns. You know what I mean? And they, and they triumph and they show everybody, God damn it. And it kind of occurred to me halfway through the film is like, this follows like a similar structure. It's a similar conceit. And that is just so gratifying. And it's so fun to watch. You, know I mean? you, like, you like sports movies to take that trajectory, but you do like your dreams. That's just going back to that. Because it's kind of the same. It's like triumph, triumph over adversity, that whole thing. Yeah. It's- yeah, but, but the it's Goonies not. Sh- is boring. Yeah. Oh, sh- <laughs> no, but. but- <laughs> no. Start a fight club. <laughs> but you're completely wrong because I mean I'm I'm uh, by adversity. <laughs> by adversity, I mean people telling the telling people that uh, that they're not worthy, that they can't do it. You know what I mean? Mm. That they're not smart. That they're not brave courageous that 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 they don't have the stuff and fuck you which is you know mostly around class lines as well and i guess now that i think about it that's an interesting thing about legally blonde is that it's kind of um it's warring bougie factions (laughs) you know what i mean like there's no um i guess jennifer coolidge is the only sort of connection to um any non-bougie kind of milieu you know what i mean um, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I also like, like, and I think the, the whole Warner character as well, like, I mean, he's a, he's a D bag, but he's not sort of, he's sort of just like mid D bag. Like he's just kind of like, you know, you can sort of like a, he's just like a, he's just sort of, yeah, you're just a jerk and you're a bit boring and all of that sort of film. stuff. Um, yeah, throughout the whole film there, there's no one that's there. There's, uh, I mean, if you look at it, look at the the characters on this film on like a graphic equalizer it would all be like very much around the, yep. the middle there's no spikes in in plot lines or things happening or anything bad there's no like arc in the film where there's no dark point and redemption and all that i mean the darkest thing that happens in the whole film is that the hand on l's leg yep. i guess but it's just a pleasurable little little kind of throwaway watch but, but i mean if i'm getting what you're saying that that's that's a really valid, like, enjoyable part of the movie, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's, yeah, I think it's very, like, um, I don't know. Well, yeah, like, from the start, like, when she gets her her score for the LSAT, it's a 179, and the highest score you can get is a 180. Yep. And so it's, like, from the start, like, we know for sure that she's, like, incredibly competent. Yep. Mm. So it's, like, there's no, like, doubt that she's going to succeed at law school, and we know that, like, by the end she'll have, like, decided that she's too good for Warner. There's, you know, nice, like, small victories in, like, proving to all the kind of, like, bit characters that she can make it as a lawyer. Um, And, like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of cool and just, like, nothing much happens, but it's, like, really good. And it's, like, yeah. yeah. It's uh, Have you seen that show on Netflix called Samurai Gourmet? It's this um, Japanese show is kind of episodic... um, TV show where this Japanese retiree, he's new retiree, and he's got to learn how to like live in the world. And and every um, episode, he goes to um, a restaurant, and oh, uh, like there's kind of this Proustian thing of like 
you know, this uh, this dish conjures up a specific memory for him and stuff, and there's no conflict, and uh, it's just kind of like this little Japanese man enjoying himself. And I'm not making a direct comparison, but I think that we're so used to um, stakes being as uh, exacerbated as they possibly can, you know what I mean? And that's not the case with this movie. And... Um, yeah, it felt like a nice cold glass of water thrown on your fla- face, you know what I mean? It was refreshing as hell. Yeah, and I guess in a lot of ways, the only, like, the realistically, the arc is, like, that she goes from, like, obsessing over men to realising that all men are pathetic because there's no non... Yeah, like, in the film, it's, like, men are evil or pathetic and women are kind of consistently great. And, like, there's no, like, apart from, which Wilson is it? Luke Luke Wilson. Apart from Luke Wilson, who's basically nothing in the film. um, He's very, he's very beige in this movie. He's he's in, like, two scenes. Both both, both he and Warner are both kind of ciphers, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, like, Warner is, like, pathetic, and then at the end he tries to get back with her, and she's, like, I don't really care. The professor who she really wants an internship with is, like, pathetic and, like, Tries to come onto her, um, guy. yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah. and then it's like, There's no positive male characters in this. Yeah, well, and then like, I think the delivery guy's positive. Deli- yeah. Well, I uh, mean, but then um, uh, her um, her like ex husband, yeah, um, or whatever, who like just desperately wants to like keep the dog or whatever, and like tells her to piss off. Yeah, like How about oh, the dad with the martini in his. Oh my yeah. god, that was and 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 he, and and the callback at the end when he's sitting at the the graduation with the yeah. martinis head. I left I a note about that. That very was so funny. That. Yeah, that was very funny. Um, if I was to put my um, feminist hat on for a second, which I yeah, I put it on from time to time. Um, what uh, I mean, the the whole idea that the peak of achievement is to be proposed to by man. That's kind of like when you've made it. You've, that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the message at the beginning and the message at the end. And that's kind of an interesting little... Uh, no, not the end. Well, yeah, well he's, no, no, like, end, he's proposing tonight. It's like, yeah, so Luke Wilson's they're, proposing they're, tonight. He's proposing tonight. And so you're like, they've, they've made it. But I guess the, yeah. the difference is she's not expecting it. Yeah, and it's also like... I don't know, I guess... It's more like at the end, it's like kind of more on her own terms. Yeah. Yeah. I guess because like she's got like a career and she like, because I guess at the start, maybe it's kind of implied that she's dating Warner because like he's from like an old money family or something. Yeah. It's not for status. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas at the end, it's like this guy she met who she enjoys the company of and has similar interests to. Um, yeah, but, like, yeah. the film is, like, it's very, like, classic, like, 2000s, like, post-feminist, like, kind of, like, very willing to, like, make fun of, um, I guess, like, second and third wave feminism and, like, really, like, embrace femininity to the point that it's, like, almost like a parody. What's your reading on the feminism of this movie? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just 
Yeah, as I said, I think it's like classic. Well, well, like there is none. Mm. Like it's it's so like ideologically again ideologically it's just so neutral. Like it's the message is like one of like quote unquote empowerment, but it's also like like willingly like makes fun of feminism, which is like yeah. So it's like this thing where it's like maybe if it was made now exactly the same it would be held up as like a new feminist classic but i think at the time they were probably just like haha like we're proving that like a woman can like wear heaps of pink and like Mm. wear like low-cut dresses and have like a tiny dog and like love fashion and beauty and whatever but still be like powerful or whatever Do, do you think they would make this movie now I don't think they'd make it. No. I, that's, what, that's the thing. I, I think this is, we are, what, uh, 2000, you know, we're 16 years, you know, past it. Um, I don't think they would make this movie now. Well, do we have a um, do we have a sponsor for this episode? Oh, we Kate? do, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Um, I kind of feel like maybe the sponsors are drying up, but we'll what? find out. They keep on coming in, though. Um. Which is to say that this episode is brought to you by europeandoctor.com. Mm, can't you just imagine it? A doctor, except they're European. Europeandoctor.com has been supplying people with European doctors since there were European doctors. And they're only European doctors because, well, before europeandoctors.com started pointing out European doctors were European doctors, people didn't think much about their doctors being European especially Europeans. Until you've had somebody from a small principality in the east of France crack open a bottle of Savoie before inspecting that real howdy-do between your toes, then you haven't lived. The oxidative notes of the wine go beautifully with the camembert stink of your filthy hoofers. (laughs) Matching wine with illnesses isn't the only thing a European doctor can do that other doctors can't polyglots to a one they'll tell you you're going to die in any language you choose want news of your finish delivered in finish you got it pal <laughs> they'll <laughs> they'll treat you <laughs> they'll treat your children with disdain in a way that says i respect you enough to know this open gut wound isn't anything to cry about you'll learn more from me ignoring it and letting you bleed out on my desk that way you'll learn how to be human here Take this copy of Albert Camus' L'Etrangère. It'll heal you more than painkillers, stitches, and a life-saving blood transfusion ever could. Plus, every European doctor at europeandoctor.com is required by law to kiss you deeply, passionately (laughs) after every consultation. Let's see Dr. Gerdel McMitchum, the unlicensed physician, give you that kind of love and care. Physician, heal thyself so you can smooch me up good and proper. Deja Review listeners can use coupon code Deja at checkout to receive one complimentary time where the doctor goes, unfortunately, lets it hang in the air for a little too long, and then says, I don't have anything to do here. You're in perfect health. Can you imagine (laughs) that kind of relief? Holy shit. You should be paying them, which you are. That's coupon code Deja at checkout. Wow. Yeah. European doctors, they European sound great. Doctors. That's great. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Yeah. yeah. No, been, and very yeah. smoochy. Very smoochy yeah. the last couple of uh, sponsors Does this mean we, well. we've gone international? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
No, they're European doctors, but they're here. Oh, oh so you, you bring okay. European doctors in. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. sometimes you Skype with them, I guess. Okay. okay. You just sort of hold your torso up to, up to the camera yeah, and go, what sure does this rash look like? How do they kiss yeah. you over the Skype? Sorry. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of a prison movie thing. They yeah, like yeah, yeah. I got their, you. Got you. Hands up to the screen. And... <laughs> right. So, um, Chad, this is uh, obviously your, you know, your, your movie. Um, what are you, what are you just sort of the, the moments that in your mind, when you think back on this movie that just give you the greatest joy? Like what are the best bits? Yeah. Um, come on, Pooh Bear. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I love this start and this, like, there's this song in it that I just like really associate with Legally Blonde. Perfect I, day. yeah, Perfect Day. I don't know what it is or who it's by or, or whatever, I so but much. I just like, I've only ever heard it in the film. So I'm like, yeah, this is sick. <laughs> um, and like, it's just like a nice starting thing. Um, I love like the courtroom scenes, like when she's interrogating the daughter (laughs) and she kind of is just like going real hard, but like what she's saying is like talking about like hair treatments and stuff. Yeah. I I do have, because I was writing notes and I was, and and I wrote the note, like what's going on with Linda Cardellini's hair? And then like two minutes later, I'm like, oh, it's. It's actually it's a plot point. I kind of I, I they, they, it walked a high wire act though to overthink this a little, a little bit, which is like she like uh, L is uh, she's so great at what she does because because she knows that stuff because she picks up on the perm because uh, she thinks the pool boy is gay etc. Right. And there's this high wire act where, like, she can't only be good because she knows that stuff. You know, she has to be good because she's super smart, which she is. You know what I mean? I like the way that all she wins all of her cases because they're sort of um, fashion or or hair-based. And this is what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? uh, And this is maybe one thing I didn't do super well is, like, in the actual court scenes, actually demonstrate that she's super smart mm. and, and you know, sh- that she's not only winning because of, like, the fashion and... Well, I think beyond that, I think it's more kind of suggesting that there are kind of, like, these essentialized qualities that, like, all women have and that only Elle can understand that um, because I think, like... There's that scene where, like, Vivian's like, oh, I don't really have any female friends or something. Um, and But it's like, I guess it's like the whole thing is that, like, because all the lawyers are men, like, they just don't understand women and therefore they never would have picked up on this. Whereas Elle's thing is that, like, like her, like, insane femininity, which is what everyone makes fun of her for, is what makes her, like, an amazing lawyer because she's the only one who understands women, which is, like, which is in itself, like, a like a problematic concept, but it's, like, for the film, it just, like, works completely. Yeah, there is, I mean, there is also some <laughs> less than mild stereotyping going on that, uh, you know, any straight man couldn't identify a pair of shoes. Uh, I think in our previous episode, uh, you know... Kane knows Kane yes. knows shoes. Uh, <laughs> well, this, you know. this is this is um, my other fashion note is uh the the high gorge on uh on Warner's suits is just the worst. <laughs> 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 like the gorge is, is uh is sort of um where the where 
the the button on a jacket, you know, um, is, mm-hmm. you know, whether Where it's it low or high, you know, and, and it's like this super nineties thing of like, it's, it's right up, uh, you know, it's the getting, four button. Yeah, it's so gross. No, and, 90s and was big on four buttons. I know, and and I bet they weren't thinking about it at the time, but it kind of like, because Luke Wilson wears a relatively normal suit, you know what I mean? And it just made me think, like, he, you know. I took a fashion a fashion note in here as well that was, um, you can tell the vintage of the film. Sorry, Shard, I just realized you're wearing three-quarter length pants. But um, <laughs> by the first thing I gave away, the vintage was the three-quarter length pants and the puka necklaces getting around the college grounds. Which is definitely the, you know those like surfy necklaces. Oh, there's there's some great great fashion in this. Yeah. But um, yeah. That's all I got on fashion. <laughs> can his um, how can you connect? Or, or I thought of a way to connect this to Fight Club. Oh yeah. Right? David Fincher directs Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Fincher also directs The Social Network. Mm-hmm. The Social Network takes place mostly at harvard i oh i also have an, a one degree of separation link between uh the two films pretty sure tyler durden and l from legally blonde wear the same pair of sunglasses those red ones huh but they're pretty close <laughs> we can cut that out it's a real tenuous link. Okay? <laughs> um, all right, so should we go to our sort of just little little notes, you know, little yeah. notes uh, things? Um, I, I, I had a, a couple. Um, I really liked the bit um, when uh, she was um, in the hairdressers with the um, uh, when they get their hair dried, and it cuts back, and her dog is sitting there getting his hair dried with a little bit of silver foil over his head. I don't know. Like, that, that's a lie. I was that was that really tickled me, um, cool. Cool. and and also the um, uh, and Chad, we we need to um, because we keep getting it wrong. Um, what does uh, Elle teach um, her friend and everyone in the in? The fashion uh, in the the, 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 nail the bend and snap. The bend and snap. Okay, um, and the uh, the the sequence when um, uh, Jennifer Coolidge is trying to do the bend and snap, and when she comes up and breaks old mate's nose, and I laughed out loud because that, that was, was pretty funny. That was real, real funny. The, the yeah. scene where she gets taught sucks so bad. Oh yeah, right? where she sure. what? Like it's on the precipice of becoming that scene in the Blues Brothers where Ray Charles is doing... Oh, no, no, I didn't didn't like that scene when everyone was getting into it. Do do you dig that? And snap. No, I I think it's fine. I don't really think about it. it No, no, no. But but it feels like... No, I know what you're talking about, but but, but that scene, it it feels like kind of from a different movie. Like like it almost wants to be a musical for two seconds and then kind of backs down from it. Yep. Yeah, it's a it's, 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 a, it's a, a weird, really weird it's thing. like it's a complete anomaly in the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Um but 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 when you know when sort of holding the pen and then you know makes the realization drops it and you think oh this is going to be the the moment when it all comes and she breaks his nose and I'm like that was pretty, it's pretty funny. funny yeah. yeah. And the I have to say one of the other standout scenes was the admissions video. Uh, which he says yeah. is directed by a Coppola. Yeah, which a Coppola. Is great. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, she was like it was directed by a Coppola. Like, yeah. So she just says no, a, yeah, Coppola. Said, a Coppola. I heard she even got a Coppola to write, to direct oh, yeah, her admissions that's video. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. 
Um, can I run through a couple? Of, oh, are you still sure. Um, Reese Reese's chin is just really something to behold. Ugh. I just wanted to say that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, not touching. I shouldn't go. Oh, all the time. Uh, they made a reference to the Lido deck. Yeah, I feel like that that's something that gets said a lot. The Lido deck. When did you go to the Lido deck? Like on what a cruise mean? ship? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that is. It's like the pool deck, because a Lido is a pool. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, okay. Right. Shit. Okay. That's kind of what I was wondering, whether it's like one specific cruise ship. No, that's the generic No, it's term. a generic deck. No, because like yeah. in the UK, uh, a Lido is a pool. Okay, so like cool. they don't like they don't say they're going to the pool, they say they're going to the Lido. Far more worldly than I am. Um, I don't quite understand what a homecoming queen is as well. And it's one of those things that I've heard and seen reference a lot of the times. But, sorry? You seen Carrie? Yeah. That's the homecoming queen. No, it's like when there's a queen, though. There's a prom queen, but then there's also. when there's like a football game and it's like oh, the it's homecoming, the homecoming game. So, and then so they have a dance. people who have graduated and they come back? I think it's like associated with a football game. Right. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I think I think it's I think it's in the the same vein as a, a as a the prom queen. Okay, so but yeah. so, so so it's not like it's not like college football. Yeah, but isn't isn't homecoming when people who have graduated the high school or the college return after graduating to like the big game? I don't know. <sighs> don't know. Don't All right. know. Homecoming so, queens can go suck it. Yep. Um, the term frigid. I feel like <laughs> that that is not language that occurs anymore. Yeah. I mean, completely outside of like. The sort of uh, sexual dynamics of that word. I don't hear frigid anymore. Mm, Just true. an observation. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is some spicy content. <laughs> some real spicy content. You know, okay, two things here. You know, um, the guy that's clearly portrayed as like kind of being spectrum-y or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's great. He's, he's my favorite awesome. character yeah, in the whole really thing. Good. He's yeah. really, really. And good. I did like the sequence when yeah, she, she sort of. D, I, was, I spent a year in Somalia deworming orphans. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's great. Um, I didn't take the time to look it up, but clearly that guy's really handsome, right? And they just put him in like. You know, it's one of those they things. Just mess that, his hair up a bit. Yeah, and like made him do, you know, pulled his chin yeah. in or whatever. Yeah. I I should have looked it up, but I I'm pretty sure that guy's really handsome. Um, and that scene where he's trying to <laughs> <laughs> and the scene where he's trying to impress the girls. Uh, and this ties into another thing. Um, <laughs> you know, she 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 comes back said, "Oh man, I had the greatest time in my life." You know, like. Um, Oh, I'm conflating two things. Yeah. But she did talk about the four hours she spent with yeah. Werner. In the hot tub. In the hot tub. Yeah. And that's one thing that fucking bugs me because I ain't afraid to say it. Four hours is too long to be fucking. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's this thing in popular culture where it's like... Oh uh, man, we like were boning for like twenty five like, hours straight. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> are you kidding Put me? That to shame. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like you know, 
haven't heard of that. In and out, so to speak. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, Sting's Sting's in there for, like, you know, weeks on end. But do you know what I mean? That's just such a dumb thing. Where's it, Sting? Sting. (laughs) I didn't tell Um, you. Do I have any other... Oh, yeah. Is liposuction still a thing? And this connects to Fight Club as well. I feel like you heard about liposuction, people getting Mm. liposuction, all the goddamn time around that. Yeah. Do people get, still, still get still liposuction? Yeah, oh, definitely. Isn't it like less common because it's like real dangerous or something? Is know, that something? It's not super dangerous. Well, like Kanye's mum died. Oh, no, I'm thinking of something different. She yeah. died due to complications with like a different kind of cosmetic yeah. surgery. Yeah. Um, so... Jeans, uh, another thing. Jeans in the 90s sucked. <laughs> or were they perfect <laughs> of the time? No, they sucked. Do you mean in the in 2000s? 2000s? Uh, well, early 2000s, yeah. Um, because yeah, because to me the jeans in this movie were like. You're talking about the Harvard students that were meant to be portrayed in all their grey drab all kind the, of clothes, though. Uh, I just saw jeans and I hated them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. Well, because because listen, I mean, I think you go forward a few years and you've got like the hyper low waist, a la Josie and the Pussycats, right? And whether or not you like that whether or not it's good or stands up, it was a thing. You know what I mean? It, was, it came it was, out in the same year. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, Seb, um, have you got some... Uh, oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're Seb's facts. Seb's we haven't... facts. No, do uh, we have a... Um, uh, like, we'll get the jingle in we'll get We'll get a sting in there. Is that a fact? 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 Yeah, it's a fact. Um, but uh, again, so we have uh, Seb has three facts from the movies, and well, from from the movies, from the movie, and uh, our guest Shard has to decide okay. which one the thing is, is real or not. The thing is, he does love this film, so he no, might well, know. he he might he might I know some. I'll know the facts. No, well, let's see. Okay. let's see. Okay, 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 okay. Fact one. Fact number one. The actor playing Reese's love interest told her he was obsessed with her as a kid on set uh, and confessed his love to her. She shut him down and told him to get on with the job. Okay. Back number what? one. Wait, yeah, so the, Reese the Witherspoon. Uh, do you mean Warner? Warner. Warner. Yeah, Warner. Her, her love yeah. interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was she like a child actor or something? Well, just uh, not a child actor, but when she, you know, she did, she had done films before this. Well, she and when was he done, was. Um, no, she was. What was that, what was that one in. Uh, with Sarah Michelle Gellar and um, can uh, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous games night. or something. Oh, like cruel that. intentions. Cruel intentions. She's not in that. Yes, she is. What? Who? Isn't what? She? I believe that's the film in which uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar breaks her uh, good girl persona. No, she's the nice girl in it. She she? says Sarah Michelle Gellar says you can put it anywhere. No, she's not in it. No. Oh yeah, she is in it. Thank you. (laughs) And Selma Blair. Thank yes. you very much. Cheers, guys. All right. And Ryan Philippe, if I am not mistaken. Yeah, Philippe. Hey. Okay. okay. Fact number two. Fact number two. The original ending featured Elle and Vivian forming the Blonde Legal Defense Club, but test audiences didn't like it. They wanted to mm-hmm. just hear about Reese's Expo- ex- yeah. exploits. 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 Um, number three. Uh, in the end, when they throw their hats in the air, uh, one of the extras was actually hit in the back and in the face 
with a hat and actually sued the film studio, which went to court, which was quite funny because the film was called Legally Blonde and it was a bit of a thing. So, uh, which of those three? Well, the last two both don't sound very real, <laughs> but neither does the first one. Um, uh, I guess I'm going to have to go with the second one, just because Vivian's not blonde. Well, I hate to tell you, but that is true. That is actually the original ending did feature them forming the Blonde Legal Defence Club. Well, that's not a good ending. No, it's yeah. a terrible ending. <laughs> um, and I just totally made up that shit about the throwing the hat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Seb is... Fun well, facts. Seb is, is wait, two so, two. Wait, so two, two, two are false and two, one was true? No, no, two are true. Number one and number two are yep. uh, true. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Old mate. Old mate actually told uh, Reese Witherspoon that he pretty much loved her on set, and she just she was married at the time. She oh, shut him Phil- down. No, she was married to Ryan Felipe, wasn't well, she? Yeah, we were just yeah. talking. Yeah. yeah, or just Philippe. Um, Philippe. <laughs> yeah. just, just, and they're not anymore. <laughs> no, he's not. Does, does he's Reese not from have South a America. bow? <laughs> Felipe. Sorry. Does Reese have a bow right now? Uh, like I, I don't then? know. I, I hope so. I like yeah. Reese. It was funny because, I mean, I don't think I've ever really had any strong feelings about Reese Witherspoon, but I just finished watching Big Little Eyes. Yep. And it was kind of, it was, I don't know, it was an interesting kind of companion piece to this thing, like, elevating Reese in my mind. It was like, that's that's the really three-dimensional portrait of Reese Witherspoon as an actor, you know what I mean? Because she's funny and she's got really good comedy chops and stuff. And you know, just, have you seen uh, Wild? Mm. Uh, good no, film. really good film. <sighs> There's something about that that just my no, my good. brain resisted seeing it's it. It's a it's a really really good yeah. movie, and it's got a Bruce Springsteen song in it, so it's worth watching. Um, so uh, that's the uh, so that is... yeah, because I can't listen to a Bruce Springsteen song anywhere other than a movie. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so that is Legally Blonde, done and dusted. Um, thank you so much, Shad, for uh, coming and uh, introducing us to this film. Um, it was fantastic. No, thank you. And uh, yeah, and so I've been Mike Cairns. Uh, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that would be excellent. We are at Deja Review Podcast on Instagram. We are at Deja underscore review on Twitter. And you can email us at hello at Deja Review Podcast dot com. I'm my name at Twitter, and uh, my whole life... What's your name? Kane Daniel. My whole life is trying to get more followers on Twitter. Yeah, Seb. I'm just I'm just Seb. Seb Godfrey. I'm and just Shad, uh, so we need to reinforce, so you want Instagram followers. That's the key. Yeah, not Twitter. Not Twitter? Not Twitter. Not Twitter. <laughs> so you are just, and you've got that spicy... You've just got at Shard. I'm so envious. S H. Yeah. It's really Double good. A-D it's on really, Instagram. really good. Yeah. I wish I was keen on Twitter. <laughs> I just said Instagram as well. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for listening, and uh, we will be back very soon. Bye bye.